0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a bonus episode from M's Books and Cats podcast where I am sharing my book Feelers a chapter a week, and we only have two chapters left. We are getting right up to the end. And so, without further ado, here is chapter 30 of Feelers. Neil tried to hide his surprise as I stepped back into the hallway. The smoke had cleared and the walls were visible through the haze. Framed pictures and documents covered the walls, and I moved in to take a closer look. The first picture was of a familiar face. The girl from my early days at Silent Trees. It hadn't been that long since the day she touched my hand and ignited this latent power inside me. But it felt like an eternity. In the picture, she sat on a plush chair of gold between two people who posed as if they were her parents, I knew their faces, too. They were younger, but also somehow unchanged. To the girl's left stood Misha, before her third incarnation, before the gold. She had been dark and beautiful, with piercing green eyes. On the other side, looking stern and uninterested, stood Leopold. His black-gloved hand rested on the back of the girl's chair. The pose looked unnatural and stiff surprise. The voice by my ear startled me. Neil hovered over my shoulder. He grinned at me. You knew? Neil shrugged and tossed his hair out of his eyes. Sure, he said. I've been here a long time. The history of the conflict is required education around here. Am I the only one who doesn't know what's going on? Neil nodded. Yes, he said with certainty. His eyes locked onto mine. They made sure you were absolutely clueless, so your choice would not be tainted. Personally, I would have given you some information. How can you choose when you don't even understand? Neil was hovering close to my face. It made me uncomfortable. I took a step back, but he moved in closer. I stepped back again. He followed. I stumbled over the next step and fell against the wall. Two frames clattered to the floor, and the glass shattered with a deafening crash. The sound distracted Neil, and I took the opportunity to sprint away from him. I ducked around a corner and up a short flight of stairs. I stepped through the next door I found and locked it behind me. The room was dim and dusty. Fabric-covered lumps were scattered around the room, and the walls were lined with cages. The cages were empty and looked like they hadn't been used in a while. The only window in the room was a barred rectangle near the ceiling. A single shaft of golden light shone through, and illuminated a dark spot on the floor. Moving closer, I realized the spot was slick with blood. Fresh blood. The metallic tang was in the air. My heart started to pound, and sweat sprung up on my palms and brow. Oh, Jane, came a soft sing-song voice. Neil's voice, but it was different. Come out, Jane. I want to help you. Nope, that was not happening. I wasn't certain what side Neil was truly on, but I was pretty sure he would not approve of my mission. Time was running out, and I needed to get out of this creepy room. His voice trailed off as he moved away from the door. I paused with my hand on the knob. I found if I focused, I could see Neil. He floated around the corner, and I took my chance. The door glowed blue as I turned the knob. It opened easily and soundlessly. I stepped through to a different place. Paintings of trees surrounded me again. Back to the beginning. Start over. Green. I knew which one to choose now. The green tree was covered with lush, bright leaves. Twin snakes, covered in intricate gold and black patterns, wound their way around the trunk. I touched the frame, and a panel in the wall slid open. The dark hall was lit from an unseen source. The light was as green as new leaves in spring. I stepped into the passage and let the panels slide shut behind me. Once I grew used to the darkness, I heard the singing, a low, sad, slow melody that had no real words, yet it painted a hauntingly familiar picture. I followed the damp passage into the darkness. The light grew a little brighter as I drew closer, and the singing grew louder. I turned a corner and saw the doorway. The door was open and the room beyond was bathed in murky green light. The singing faded away. I waited, listening to the silence. I heard a soft sound. Come in already, said an impatient voice. I know you're there. I took a deep breath and paused. Then I forced my feet to carry me down the hall and through the door. My eyes searched the gloom, and I saw the familiar golden chair. The girl that sat upon it was taller and more matured than she had been in the picture. It's you, I said after a stunned silence. The girl laughed. Of course. My parents built this place many, many years ago. Silent trees is my home. Misha and Leopold. I didn't need to ask. The uneasy churning in my guts told me everything I needed to know. The girl smiled and clapped her hands happily. You are a smart one, she exclaimed. It's always more fun when the opponent is smart. She gave me an apologetic look. Never smart enough, but it was fun while it lasted. Her confident smile enraged me. Any doubt or fear I had felt before this was gone. I knew what needed to be done. Whether or not she was smarter, this girl did not possess the powers of her parents. I did. It was time to destroy the place they'd built together. It was time to end the torture and pain of the Silent Tree's wellness center. The girl sensed a change in me, and she stopped smiling and gave me an uneasy look. What's wrong with you? You know, I answered coolly, you were a patient, too. You must be a feeler. The girl bit her lip and squirmed in her seat. Well, she stammered. Not exactly. I can only feel what others feel when I touch them. Even then, it's not very strong. I always wanted to feel more, but I didn't know how. The despondent look on her face and the way her shoulders rounded forward made me laugh out loud. Are you kidding me? The daughter of those two has no powers? The girl pouted and crossed her arms. It's not my fault. I'm normal. That's what I should be. If I'd been allowed to live anywhere other than this asylum, I could have just had a normal life. She sighed and stood up. She crossed the room and put her hands on my shoulders. She smiled gently. I know what you plan to do, she said kindly. I understand your choice. This place is an abomination. She broke eye contact and released my shoulders. She went back to her chair. Go ahead, she said. I'm ready. She gripped the arms of the chair and closed her eyes. Her tight grip betrayed her fear, but a small smile played on her lips. Very well, I sighed. She looked at me. Can I hold your hand? Are you sure? She nodded. I want to feel this. I moved to her side and she slipped her thin, frail hand into mine. Her skin was cool and lacked the pulse of energy I had felt around either of her parents. Lucky girl. My thoughts turned inward. I drew magic from my core. My magic came in swirls of purples and blues. Leopold's dark energy and Misha's golden powers added to the mix. The energy pulsed in a bright white ball of light in my center. Using all of my focus, I drew every bit of energy to me. Odd energies from nearby patients joined the kaleidoscope at my center. Neil's bright silver energy slipped into the room. He was holding on tight, but he wasn't strong enough to stop this. No one was. I felt the moment that the energy was at capacity. I could hold no more. With a concentrated force, I sent the energy out into an explosion that washed over everything around me. I saw a bright flash and felt the rush of energy leave me all at once. Neil was right. It hurt. And that is the end of chapter 30, book lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers. We've got one more chapter left, and I'll be back with it next week. Until next time, keep reading.